I was hoping he quit this podcast too, but I guess he just took a week off. September 2nd Gabriel will be performing at the Comedy Cellar in New York. They must think he's someone else. September 3rd Boston. September 9th Paul Spo Washington. That's more like it. Vancouver Washington, Blaine Washington, Seattle Washington, and San Francisco not Washington also coming up this month. For all of Gabriel's show dates and ticket links go to gabrielrutledge.com. Or don't. If you would like to support this podcast by subscribing for $5 a month, click the Substack link in the episode notes. You won't get any extra episodes, but Gabriel will think warm thoughts about you. And now it's time for the drive home with Gabriel Rutledge. Play the royalty-free hip-hop music. Now here's your host, Gabriel. I survived the Middle East. Some people are calling me a hero for performing for the troops. Uh, It's me to myself in the mirror every morning. That's the only people who call me a hero so far. There'll be more. You know what? I survived, like, you know, flights to uh, Saudi Arabia and Jordan and Dubai and uh, what's the other country we went to? Kuwait. All the tons of time on planes, tons of times on in, in airports. The plane rides are 12 and a half hours long. Kids screaming. The one back from Jordan was a that, was, that flight was a Jordanian daycare. Just 12 and a half hours of kids screaming while I tried to sleep and then gave up and watched edited versions of movies. I survived all of that without any COVID. COVID free! And then I came home and Mrs. Rutledge, my wife, uh has COVID. I don't. None of my kids do, but Christy got it. Uh, I don't, I think I made it. I think I'm out. I don't think I got it. Uh, Knock on Kia, but uh, it's been uh, four or five days since I got back and I was exposed and uh, I don't think I got it. Uh, and by the way, I was, this ain't your business, but I was exposed. I got home late on a Tuesday night after being gone for two weeks. Christy thought she had a maybe the start of a mild cold. And... Uh, You know, I've been gone a while. Uh, I was exposed (laughs) to my COVID-positive wife. We made sweet, sweet love. Luckily, you know, I've been gone two weeks and, you know, staying in tents with a bunch of other gentlemen the rest of the time. So I didn't have a lot of alone time. So uh, that really cut down on the exposure time when I got home. CDC says 15 minutes of exposure to a COVID-positive person, and you're probably going to get it. Uh, I was like, you know what? What, am I going to have sex three times? 15 minutes. Premature ejaculation gets a lot of uh, criticism, but as far as germ exposure, it's really helping you out. Also, it was married sex, and I think married sex helped my re- reduce my risk to COVID. Because, you know, I had woken up in the country of Jordan, drove an hour and a half to the airport, took a 12 and a half hour flight, hung out at the Chicago airport for three hours, flew four hours home, drove home. Like, you know, I'd brushed my teeth. But my dehydration travel level was such that while we were making sweet, sweet love, I was like, no, we're not kissing. 
I care about you too much. That's married love. Look, you've been in a relationship four or five months. Maybe you wake up in the morning, roll over, start making out and have sex. Maybe you come back from a long trip. Maybe you eat a, a, a lunch of garlic-infused onions. And then you go home and make out hot and heavy in your relationship. If you've been together a while, if you care about each other, sometimes when you have sex, you go, no, 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 no. Let's not, no mouths today. So my brief kiss-free sex <laughs> saved me from getting COVID. Where do I start? Where do I start about this trip? Uh, I'm still messed up from the trip a little bit. I never got used to the... Uh, time change. I think it's 14 hours ahead or something like that. Uh, I never got used to it when I was there and I'm not used to it now that I'm back. Of course, for the last four days, I've just been like, is it jet lag or COVID? Uh, overall, it was a, uh, it was a fun trip. Would I do it again? Yes. Would I do it next year? I don't know. I might need a year off. It was grueling. It was very tiring. Uh, one, just because of the sleep. Uh, and also, even if I was staying in a nice hotel next to two or three other dudes or one other dude, I, I still wouldn't sleep that good. I'm 48 years old. I don't like sleep mates. Uh, but yeah, so we, it's not like I was getting deep, good sleep in a tent with three other comedians in a bunk bed. Uh... And then every day, if we weren't flying or driving to a different base, uh, we all, we you know we had activities. Uh, when we were in Kuwait, you know we shot some. Uh... First of all, I knew it was going to be hot, but it's just it's uh, it's the kind of hot that you just every biological feeling in your body is like I shouldn't be here. Humans shouldn't be here. It was 121 degrees one day in Kuwait. It gets even hotter there. They actually said if it gets to uh, close to 130, the birds just fall out of the sky dead. I assume cooked to medium rare already. They actually pay someone. At the first base we went to, RF John, uh, they say they pay someone to walk around and pick up dead birds when it gets hot. I'm glad you guys are here, but it does hurt my feelings. There's people outside right now who are not here. Because there are not a lot of goddamn entertainment options on this base. The, the people who aren't here, who are like professional comedy shows, no, nah, I usually look at dirt. Saturday night, I usually walk around and count the dead birds. So, uh, I don't want to mess with my routine. <laughs> I didn't know that first base we went to was actually the probably the nicest in some ways in, 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 in the lodging because we had our own room. It was a little bit like a dorm, but we had our own room. It was, you know, there was stuff to do there. There was a, you know, there's a Dunkin' Donuts. There's a big PX, which I don't know what that stands for, but it's the big military store where you buy things. There's people playing volleyball. I thought that was just Top Gun. Nope. I was thinking about Top Gun because one of the bases we went to in Saudi Arabia, they said uh, they share, or maybe they're not supposed to share, but there's some Russian people who come into their airspace. Russian fighter jets come into American fighter jet area or something, and they kind of fuck with each other. Like sometimes the you know they'll be flying real close to each other and then the Russian jet will like lift up to the side to show the American jet these are the missiles I have by the way and I was like is this the plot to Top Gun three is this and then I thought that part was missing 
from Top Gun. I haven't seen the second one. But I don't think they did a fair job describing the living conditions that the actual Top Gun people would have had. Or maybe they were in America. I can't remember how it worked. But if it was like these foreign bases we were on, they would have been doing all that shit and then went into an air-conditioned tent into their bunk bed with all the other pilots. Where where was that scene in the first Top Gun? When they're all going to bed and they're like, Night Maverick, Night Goose. You can ride me in my bunk anytime. What'd you say? Nothing. Also, if Top Gun uh, would have taken place in the Middle East, there would have been no booze. I was aware that troops were sacrificing in service of their country, but no booze. Actually, one place we went had booze, but Kuwait, no booze. Saudi Arabia, no booze. People on those bases are buying and drinking non-alcohol Heineken 0-0 drinks. Heineken 0.0. And they're disgusting. I tried to drink one. First sip, you're like, that kind of tastes like a Heineken. And then I didn't even finish. It just gets worse and worse. All of the bloat, none of the buzz. Heineken 0.0. Some of the bases we went to did not have plumbing. They have plumbing, but it's like there's a sign in the bathroom that says after you wipe, don't put the toilet paper in the toilet. It won't flush. You have to put it in the garbage can behind you. There's a little garbage can where you put shitty toilet paper. That bathroom smelled exactly like you think it would smell. We had one of those in Saudi Arabia, one of those in Jordan. We just can't even flush your poopy toilet paper. I don't know what my expectations were. I guess I thought it would be like, you know, I live near Fort Lewis, McCord Joint Base, whatever, in the like Tacoma area. I guess I thought it would be like that, but in Kuwait or wherever I was. And uh, no, that's... Fort Lewis is like its own city. This is... These people are living hard. Sleeping in tents, putting shit paper in buckets. For six to twelve months at a time. God damn. One of the fun things we got to do in Kuwait is shoot guns. Uh, real guns... Uh, not real bullets, uh, blanks. It was, I don't, it was like a video game. There was a big video screen. We were shooting at bad guys on the screen. I don't want to brag, but I'm going to. Uh, 27 hits. I hit 27 targets. I won my round. Uh, <laughs> I did shoot 300 times. I don't think that's a good percentage. 27 shots landed out of 300 rounds does not seem like a good percentage but still that was pretty fun those guns are way heavier than you think they would be i asked my doctor what is considered more than moderate drinking and you guys are not gonna like this answer also you can drink a lot of heineken zero zeros if you do not <laughs> do you guys drink those <laughs>
they sell cocaine zero zero? Yeah. What the uh, biomedical guys are doing? cuts them a deal or what, but there's a, uh, the middle, middle East military is run on bottled water for sure. Uh, we went to uh, a base in Saudi Arabia where, uh, like I said, it was that, there's also a social, there's like an expectation, we're going on these tours with military people, they're like, oh, we'll take a tour of the base and show you what we do here, but they're with comedians, right? So there's kind of this expectation that we're going to be, like, cracking jokes the whole time. And we were fucking tired. Luckily, our tour manager, who is not a comedian, cracked jokes the whole time. But she's not particularly funny. So that didn't work out that well. But uh, one of those tour bases we went on, uh, an Ali Al Salim base in Saudi Arabia. Also, that part's weird. I don't, I, I thought, okay, we have U.S. military bases in Kuwait, in Saudi Arabia, in Jordan. What I did not realize is we have bases inside of those countries' bases. Imagine if Fort Lewis Joint Base McCord or whatever, or whatever the nearest military base to where you live in America. Imagine if, like, inside Fort Lewis there was 5,000 Saudi Arabian troops, weapons, tanks, fighter jets that would be weird and the people might not want them there the American military would probably not get along that well with the Saudi Arabian military that was in the middle of their base and that was the case there too it was actually hard to get on base sometimes they would fuck with us a little bit make us wait 45 minutes you know even though we were with US military people Also, if you let me be a liberal douchebag for a minute, what the fuck are we doing in all these places? You can make the argument we need to be there now because things are so messed up and blah, 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 but that's kind of our fault, right? If we wouldn't have messed with shit in the beginning. All right. I'm off my soapbox now. I don't know anything. I'm a dumb dumb. But I do know other countries don't do that. And we seem to only be doing it there. Look, like we have a military base in Africa, like one. They have way more problems. They don't have way more problems. They have a lot of problems there. We don't seem particularly concerned as a country about political unrest in Africa. And it's probably because they don't have oil. But whatever. 
We went on this base tour in Ali Al Salim. I think it was almost over. The guy made a U-turn. He's showing us stuff. That was a uh, boy. That was in Kuwait, and in fact, it, it, the Kuwaitis were still there, but they kind of abandoned it. But like America bombed it, I think during the first Gulf War. And so there were uh, like smashed up buildings from American troops, and now American troops are there. That's kind of a weird. That's kind of a weird thing. Uh, they actually showed us one spot with bullet holes in walls uh, from where uh, I guess at the time the Kuwaiti troops were there and then I think the Taliban was coming to take over I don't, I don't exactly remember uh, but they all decided to shoot each other rather than be captured by the Taliban That's the kind of fun base tour we were on. Here's the bullet holes in the wall from where the Kuwaiti soldiers committed suicide. Anyway, we have fun games in our rec center. We got a poker tournament tonight. We made a U-turn at Ali Al Salim. The van we were in got stuck in the sand. 112 degrees out. Four comedians. Two army guys trying to push a van out of a sandy ditch. We couldn't get it out. Eventually, uh, they called like a tow truck type vehicle. It pulled us out. And this was the most hilarious military part is look we were we were out 45 minutes to an hour we were out in 112 degrees digging trying to push this thing out our shirts are all soaked through we're you know we're panting we're back in the van which isn't even that cool like temperature wise And then our driver continued the base tour. He's like, okay, where were we? All right, over there is where our officers sleep. It's like, bro, the tour's over. That's all good. That's all good. I've only been here one day. I've got to say one thing. You guys have to allow visitors to mention that it's hot. Every goddamn time someone in my group said it was hot, it popped out from behind sheds. Sherman, you're military thing. I was assigned giving the comedians a base tour and we will fucking finish it. I actually, I see that appeal of the military. Because uh, you kind of don't, they don't want you to ask questions. And there's like a freedom, there's a freedom in that. Uh, I actually think my wife would have done really well in the military or jail uh, but military because it's like it makes your world small I mean it's a big world you're over in the Middle East you're <laughs> dropping bombs on people you're doing shit but like it makes your world small in the way that's like here's where you eat every day 
called the DFAC, Dining Facility. I think that's what it stands for. Uh, here's where you eat every day. Here's where you sleep every day. Here's what you are supposed to do. You don't worry about why you're supposed to do it. We heard the phrase uh, need-to-know basis a lot on these military tours. We'd be talking to someone uh, who was involved with communications. And uh, they said sometimes people try to scramble their signals or try to intercept their communications. And then there's certain things and protocols and things they do to prevent that from happening. And someone asked them the question, well, who does that? Is that Russia? Is that who does that? And they're like, oh, well, we're on a need-to-know basis. They just tell us what to do. They don't tell us. They don't call and go, Russia's trying to intercept our signal. So it's a code red or whatever. They just, you're on a need-to-know basis. I can see the appeal of that. I actually got the sense that uh, almost everyone that I met really enjoyed being in the military. Uh, I mean, it's a hard, when you're uh, overseas, when you're, what do they call it? Not deported. Deployed. <laughs> when you're deployed, it's hard. Like I said, six to 12 months. In less than ideal conditions. Away from your loved ones. And a ton of the people we talked to were, you know, married, had kids, in relationships, have lives, you know. that There's no way that's easy. But they definitely seemed like uh, they were into it. One guy, we talked to one guy who was like, fuck this shit, I'm out as soon as I can get out. I mean, I like, I like this airbase, don't get me wrong, I like it. I just, you know, I like to come back when it's done. <laughs> really seems like it's got some potential you got toilet paper you got toilets let's bring them together you know what I mean let's let's let them work as a unit but no you guys show up here and you're like put the paper in the basket behind you there ain't enough Heineken zero zero in the world to make this okay It'll just make me shit more. <laughs> right back where we started. Someone today was like, we're getting a new basketball court. I'm like, can we focus on the fucking plumbing? Basketball court. Basket, that's the issue here. The basketball court. Shooting buckets. I'm shitting in a bucket. There wasn't a lot of like, I mean, they're not going to, we talked a little politics with some people, but it, you know, they're not, no one was like, I think it's important we're here because this, 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 and this. It's not about that. I mean, the, the impression that I got anyway, the impression I got was need to, they were fine with need to know basis. You don't join the army and then go like, should we be here? You go, this is my job. I'm just doing my job. It's so hot here, I don't even see animals. <laughs> I didn't know that was a thing. I never in my life would be like, I wish I could see a bug or something. <laughs> Let me know there's a sign of life somewhere. I saw some camels. We, took, we went out on the road, we saw some camels. White one's on one side, black on the other. It breaks my heart. It breaks, it breaks my heart. It breaks my heart. The camels can't do what the military makes you do. <laughs> Some of the guys rode a camel today. You guys ever ridden a camel? Well, guess you're not that brave. Whatever. Uh, I wasn't either. The camel was mad. They rode it. <laughs> I don't. I would not get on an animal that was going. 
but they're like, yeah, let's go ahead and get up there. I think the, uh, cam <laughs> the camel and the camel operator had the same dentist, I will say that. Uh, oh, you guys know him? to insult anyone you knew. I learned there's a lot of hooking up when you're deployed. You're not supposed to. Uh, but I guess there's some, uh, you know, there's still human nature. Somebody was saying one of the bases that one year things got out of hand and they had to send home 10 pregnant girls, women, I mean. I guess in the bunkers, uh, you know, there's these bunkers, like if the air or if the, you know, whatever, we might be being attacked, siren goes off, they're like, there's all these bunkers you run into, just like that, right on cue. Uh, but I guess inside the bunkers, there's like a lot of yoga mats and occasionally a mattress, and that's, that's where people go hook up sometimes. You guys know, you done it in a tent with Crocs on. <laughs> that position should be called the Prince Sultan. Actually, that's your... military people in Crocs, by the way. I didn't know that was part of the unofficial off-duty <laughs> uniform. <laughs> I'm not sure the enemy should see that. I'm just going to put that out there. <laughs> Taking surveillance photos. They seem weak. But that is a nice basketball court. I'm not sure what accent this is either. Because no one lives alone. There's not, not one base, I think, had a lodging for the soldiers that was like, oh, and you get your own room. Not one of them. When we were at the Prince Sultan Air Base, That was the roughest plumbing one. That was uh, that was a rough one. Uh, after one of the shows, that was the only place we did two shows at. And uh, after the first one, uh, we we uh, we hung, we ended up hanging out with these contractors. That's another thing I learned. I learned <laughs> our soldiers are living much harder than I realized. When they're deployed, and I also learned that contractors are running so much shit for the U.S. military. I guess I always thought of military contractor like, what, like almost in a scandal level, like a, a Dick Cheney Blackwater thing. But I just mean the day-to-day -day function of these military bases is the contractors. It's plumbers, electricians, uh construction people, the people in the cafeteria, although that's, those were Jordanian people, but still, contractors are like running shit, and they get paid very well, in fact, I talked to a couple of soldiers who were like, when the subject of what are you going to do when you get out came up, they're like, I'm going to be a contractor because you can make, we're talking to a firefighter kid, apparently you can be a contractor firefighter and make a ton of money. But we talked to these uh, contractors in, in Saudi Arabia at the Prince Sultan Air Base, and uh, we were in a, not a storage unit, but a storage, uh, not a shed, like the kind you put on a boat, storage container, but it was all decorated inside, you know, TV table it really did not feel like you were inside of a storage container it was cool 
but we talked to them and uh, they were talking about how they don't want to go home. And then they did, you know, they did go home and they didn't like it, so they came back. Not only because you're making a bunch of money with zero expenses, but it's like, I don't know, they're making all this money. I mean, yeah, they're sleeping in tents, theirs are kind of pimped out, but still, it's it's such a simpler life than their home life. They go home, they have bills and obligations and hey, so-and-so's getting married and we should go over here and and then they go, fuck it, I'm going back to Saudi Arabia where I make way more money and you don't owe anyone anything. They work a lot, but they have zero bills. They just live on base, work, make a ton of money. They must be having sex with each other. That's the only reason I could think you'd want to go home. But yeah, they were saying they don't want to go home. And I kind of got it. You know, if you don't have a wife or a partner waiting for you there, why, 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 why go there? That being said, Saudi Arabia is a scary place. Uh, they were talking about going off base to parties with alcohol. And, you know, there's no alcohol there. If... They talked about the cops came to a party. The Saudi Arabian police came to a party. And uh, they had to, like, run off into the night. Because if they were caught at a party with alcohol, they would probably go to jail. For maybe a long time. One of the woman contractors I was talking to said that, you know, if you, like, hold hands with another woman out in public around the wrong people. You could be arrested and stoned. Not the marijuana kind, the old school kind with rocks. They just allowed women to even able to, to, to be able to drive in Saudi Arabia. I think we saw one woman driving. But it's not, you know, It doesn't seem like a fun place to hang out. But, you know, I guess if you're on the military base, it's different. But, yeah. I don't think I'd want to live a place where if I got caught <laughs> drinking a beer, I could go to jail for a couple of years. No, thank you. Or where it's illegal to be gay. Or where we learned we weren't supposed to be wearing shorts when we went to the mall, even though we all had them on. Oops. I get stared at a lot in the Middle East and not just because and not just because of my magnificent calves but because of my long hair I mean every airport every place we went I would just turn around and people are just staring at me kids women There's not, we learn, I mean, I wish we should have had more in our travel itinerary of like the customs of the country and what we were supposed to do and not do. Because we, we what we learned uh, from these contractors was uh, like you really, the more covered up a Muslim woman is, the the more little you should talk to them. There's no, like... I want to use the word flirting, but I don't even mean flirting like you're trying to, like, hit on someone. I just mean, like, where are you from? What's going on? What do you do for a living? Do you have any kids? Like, that's not a thing you do to a Saudi Arabian Muslim woman who's married. Or maybe even not married. That's the kind of shit we should have known about. And instead, we're just wearing shorts, chatting up women on airplanes. We went to one base that did have alcohol in Jordan, which is a little less restrictive. 
three drink maximum. Although I think there were ways around it. Also, they had ten, they had al- they had beer with 10% alcohol. It was called Petra, which is a city in Jordan. I thought I know the word Petra uh, from being a very popular Christian rock band from my youth, but it's also a place in Jordan. But that really changed the whole chemistry of that whole base. The fact you could drink alcohol. It was so I'm relaxed that people are hanging out at these outdoor bars at night. There, It's not as hot there. and It was so, it was like fun. We were still sleeping in tents, but it was like fun. We're hanging out. People are telling us shit. They probably shouldn't have told us. <laughs> I think one guy was heavily implying that one of the, uh, I think recently a a very major terrorist was killed uh, by America. I can't remember where, but he was seemed to be implying that uh, that plane who did that may have come from that base. I'm not sure. It's from an undisclosed location anyway. I'll talk more on the way back. I'm on my way to a, a Puyallup show. Okay, it's in a backyard. Yeah, that's right. My last show was at an undisclosed location in the country of Jordan. And then my next show was at a a bar in Buckley, Washington. And now I'm doing a backyard in Puyallup, Washington. I've carved out a fun little career for myself. Uh, I'll talk more on the other side of this backyard show. Stay tuned to this channel. fun uh fun little hour and 16 minute set i did in the backyard in puyallup sometimes you want to just set your drink on a hot tub lid and pontificate let me just put that on the hot tub uh (laughs) not a sentence i've ever said while performing uh (laughs) that's nice do you you ever uh i'm thinking about okay you know what My wife and I got a hot tub, and it's the richest I've ever felt in my life. Uh, it was used. I don't need your judgment. Uh, I felt like so, I was like, we, we got hot tub money. I don't care if we paid part of the bills this month. We have a goddamn hot tub. But you, you know what is makes you feel poorer than not having a hot tub? Is having a broken one. Where you're just like, son of a bitch! The lid's all ripped. <laughs> I'm like, why did we do this? This is a $9,000 repair bill. Let's just put cold water in it and call it a pool. That was fun. Guys, comedy's fun. That's what I've been trying to tell you. That's why when it's not fun, it hurts so bad. Because comedy's fun. Comedy's fun until it's not. That's my next shirt. Uh, I don't remember what I was talking about before. <laughs> Shit. My Middle East trip. Uh, we went to one really nice base. I think it was called JT... L, which stands for Justin Timberlake Lake. Uh, and that base was, uh, if anything, too nice. <laughs> I mean, not for us. We were visiting. But it's, uh, you know, they had a hot tub. They had a pool. They had a football field. They had a movie theater. They had a smoothie bar. They, it, it was, uh... It was nice. It was really nice. The rooms were nice and clean. Still had to share with someone else, but you could flush toilet paper. It was nice. There's cats walking around. You can't pet the cat because apparently they had rabies. This is, we've been in some uh, rough bases. This is the first one where I'm like, this is a little too nice. (laughs) You're not even going to have good stories. 
They're going to be like, tell me about when you were deployed, Grandpa. You're going to be like, well, hot tub closed at eight. So, you are there, man! PX was always out of my croc size. Couldn't wear flip-flops in the kitchen. Was it dangerous? Oh yeah, cats got rabies. <laughs> Even the cats were across here. That really sums up the Middle East. People are like, did you feel safe? Yeah, I felt safe, but there's always like a low, a low level unease about everything you're doing. And I think it really is summed up with the cats. Oh look, there's a kitty. Don't touch it, it has rabies. Okay. There's also wild dogs running around. Uh, I guess the most unease I felt was the last, uh, I guess the last base we went to, also in an undisclosed location in Jordan, uh, which I don't know why they say that. But you know what's funny is I posted something from an undisclosed location. Uh, not about that location, but just a Facebook post. And then if you look at the Facebook post, it says posted from Washington, D.C. Like <laughs> the Pentagon and was like, we got this. He posted from here, which I thought that was kind of funny. Uh, the last base we went to uh, called the Tower, I think. We went to H5. We've been out on a lot of military bases on this tour, and I do have to say, this is one of them. <laughs> Holy shit. I would like to come back when it's finished. Uh, we were just in uh, JTC, I think it's called. You ever been to JTC? You ever? Yeah. That's, I mean, you know, there's a, <laughs> there's a swimming pool. There's a hot tub, there's a football field, there's, there's, there's a movie theater. Then we came here, I feel like my parents got divorced and my dad's house. Dad's like, you like the new place? Oh, after you take the shit, put the toilet paper in the bucket. We do things a little differently around here. My mom's house has a smoothie bar. And then the tower. And uh, to get to the tower, it was uh, basically on one side of the road, a road the military built, just so you could get there easily, more easily, uh, one lane highway where someone had to pull off to the side. I thought we were going to die a couple times, people just screaming by us the other direction. But uh, one side of the road, Iraq, the other side, Syria. Uh, also, I think there's Russian troops in Syria. I don't know. I don't pay attention uh so as we're driving we see i don't know what you call them a uh, machine gun nest no uh i guess a tower like a wooden tower people stand in with like a giant uh machine gun mounted no they weren't holding the machine gun but we're driving past like oh on that side is syria and there's a syrian guy with the machine gun watching us drive by okay that's a little disconcerting same with the Iraq side. Uh, same with the American side when we got there. Um, but, you know, we they also said we have to be there by sundown. And then we were, you know, eventually we were like, why? And they're like, well, at night, uh, I don't know. They can't tell who you are. Three or four years ago, someone got shot and killed in a military, American military vehicle. Uh, I'm like, holy shit. Okay. Also at that base, uh, at the tower, they uh, they turn the lights off at night. There's no lights on the base, I guess, so you can't be seen by the enemy, although they know where you are. I think the Russian army was like a half mile away. Um, so that, that was... I guess at first I felt a little... Uh, 
they're like, yeah, every once in a while, they, uh, they, we have to go to the bunker. Air raid siren goes off. But they were so nonchalant about it that I, it made me nonchalant about it. In fact, I was kind of, you know, asking those guys if they'd ever been to JTL, if they ever saw how nice that place was compared to where they were. And uh, almost every one of them was like, we would rather be here. We like it here because uh, it's small. You can stay out of trouble and we're busy. We're doing things. And I guess in a really weird way, I can identify with that. If you've ever worked at a restaurant or a retail and you're like, oh, when we're busy, the time flies by. And when, when you're not busy, it does not fly by. And so they would rather be busy in their dirty trailer with a roommate on the Syrian-Iraq border where the internet barely worked. They would rather do that and be busy than like be in a nice almost country club type place but really be watching the clock and just trying to grind out your 9 or 12 months. I bet Jesus never got called a fat food fighter. <laughs> Black side of the room. Food fighters are a band. <laughs> no idea. You can Google it later. Well, only here, not where you. No Googling from the trailer, I learned. It's weird, like, you have so little, but you do have smoothies. I don't really... <laughs> I, don't, I don't understand how the military works. it's like, can we get internet? No, you like smoothies? <laughs> I get that. I mean, even as a comedian, which is a hero of a different kind, uh, even as a comedian, when I'm traveling doing shows, of course I miss my family, but if I'm traveling and it's an off day, like there's no comedy show that night, it's twice, it's really depressing, because you're like, what am I doing here? I'm not even doing a comedy show. I'm just out here, away from people that I care about. And so I, I understand that. If uh, you'd rather do, you'd rather do a busy, a busy nine months at a base without some of the, uh, flashy amenities. That uh, particular base had a bunch of National Guard people. <laughs> Just some poor kid I was talking to from Arizona signed up to get free college and now he's on the Syrian border holding a machine gun. Uh, they have Black Hawk helicopters that go out and do shit. Uh, actually, a three-star general flew in that day. He did not come in on a Blackhawk. He came in on a Jordanian uh, helicopter. But uh, that's up there. Four stars is the highest rank you can get. But he was going to all the bases. And so everyone... Uh, I, 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 again, identified on a much smaller scale. Like when I used to work at restaurants and the boss would come in and you just... Tuck your shirt in and grab a rag and act like you were cleaning. That's how the whole base felt when the three-star general showed up. Everyone's wearing their full uniform, and I don't think they usually do. I was in the cafe using the scarce internet, and uh, the general showed up, and I immediately bolted. I'm like, I want no part of this. I was afraid he was going to come to the comedy show, because that would really fuck it up. No one's going to laugh if there's a three-star general in their rec room. Uh, talked to one guy who was showing us around. Um... He was cool. We were actually, one of the other comedians kind of pulled him aside and was like, look, man, we're fucking exhausted. If you can just show us something real quick so we can take a nap. And he's like, no problem. <laughs> uh, but we looked at some, uh, a few things. But uh, he was from Baltimore. He was a cop in Baltimore. I was talking, you're a cop in Baltimore, right? That's not a secret? Yeah, I didn't. This is like a big case. That's how, that's how fucked Baltimore is. <laughs> He came here to relax. 
He's like, Baltimore is rough. I need to go to the border of Syria, Iraq, and Jordan just to chill out for a little bit. <laughs> There's a park that's way worse than this in Baltimore. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, he was like, this is nothing. This is, uh, this is nine months off of danger here at the Iraq-Syria-Jordan border. That's one of the things, though, because we talked to these, uh, these guys who are in, uh, you know, around the base, like all four corners, there's like, uh, two soldiers next to a giant machine gun, just watching, just looking, but they actually don't, what are you looking for? Anything that looks unusual. You know, you don't really know who the enemy is, or who's bringing you harm, and you know, it's complicated, and I think it's complicated on the other side too. And that's why, whatever, three or four years ago, some soldier got shot by the other team by accident. They didn't know who it was. I, even in Kuwait, we were we were uh, we would drive past this. Uh, we were driving past some city, and uh, our guide person was like, uh, see that mosque? It has a black flag flying over it. Uh, not the punk rock band, an actual black flag. And she was like, that means that mosque is uh, not Taliban. What's the other? Uh, ISIS. She's like, that. the plain black flag means that's like an ISIS mosque, and then we would see different locations, different places in the city we were driving past, uh, would have these black flags, and also this person who was our guide lived there next to one of the black flags, so it's not, <laughs> you know, there's, there's good people next to bad people, you know, it's all it's all mixed up, and I guess America is the same way on a different level. So I don't know why that surprised me, but it's not like it's not like all of ISIS will live here, and all of the moderate people will live here, and all of the liberal people will. It's not like that. It's all it's all mixed together and complicated. And then when we got to that base, where I ended up getting to play with it bomb robot picked up a golf ball with a uh, bomb robot I don't maybe I have an aptitude for military I picked up a golf ball with a uh, bomb robot I shot 27 targets out of 300 shots I unsuccessfully pushed a van out of a sandy ditch I don't maybe I should have been in the military But when we got to that base, after all this uh, ISIS talk, after what's flying next to the American flag? An all-black flag! I was like, wait, did ISIS take over this base? And she was like, no, that the military flies the black flag when it's so hot out that it's unsafe to do outdoor activities. I'm like, dang, it's ISIS hot out today. I was talking to the contractors when we were in Saudi Arabia. Uh, man, I thought I thought he told me he was in Qatar once when it was 138 degrees, and then uh, I said that to Christy, and she Googled hottest temperature ever, and it was 134 in Death Valley, California. So I'm like, I don't. Either he told me 138, or I misheard 128. I'll tell you, I'll be honest, she really took the fun out of my story. You don't want to come back from the Middle East and have your wife fact-check your stories. She also fact-checked it on the phone, because I may, I'm having phone calls with my wife, even though she's in the other room. Because neither one of us wants us to get COVID, because I, <laughs> I have a corporate gig I have to fly out to on Monday, where they have already paid me. 
which means that money is already gone. So I don't even know what I would do if I couldn't go to that gig. Also, the week after, this is exciting. I have a show in uh, I have a show in Boston, September third. But on September second, I will be performing at the Comedy Cellar in New York City. Uh, I kept thinking this Boston gig wasn't going to happen, but it finally got confirmed. I got the flight. I got everything. Whoa, shit! Holy fuck! I don't know if you guys could hear that. I think you could hear that. I just got back from the Middle East. I'm a little jumpy right now. I thought the fucking ISIS followed me home and they heard me make a comment about their flag or something. That was just a, a car backfiring next to me. I survived my Middle East trip and I was taken out by Tokyo Drift. Man. If this podcast was on video, you would have saw me jump in my seat and make a oops, I shit my pants face. That really startled me. Anyway, uh, I decided, hey, why go to Boston and make money when you can come in two days early and go to New York City and lose all of it? Uh, I'm, I'm at the Comedy Cellar because I can be. In fact, it's not just a performance. It's an audition. I'm auditioning to be passed at the Comedy Cellar, which means if I lived there, if I got passed, I could submit my avails every week and, I guess, potentially, allegedly, get spots at the Comedy Cellar. I don't live there. I don't know how this is happening. There are people who moved to New York with the dream of auditioning for the Comedy Cellar someday. They have to get recommendations from people already past. They have to, like, move mountains to make this happen. And why is this happening for me? Because I emailed to try to work their Vegas club. And the comedy booker for the comedy seller said, Do you live in Vegas? I said, No. She said, We book mostly locals or people who are past at the comedy seller. She's like, your video's funny. I'd like to see you at the New York Comedy Cellar someday. Let me know if you're in the area. I was like, holy shit. Okay, I let her know. The first time it was a weekday that I could somewhat be in the area. She said, I'm only there Friday, Saturday. I said, okay. I emailed her back a week ago. She said, okay, Friday, 9 o'clock. I don't... It's insane. In a good way. I just wanted to work Vegas. I mean, I guess that's still what I'm hoping will happen. But I'll be honest, it'd be pretty fucking fun to live in Olympia, Washington, but still be able to say I was passed at the Comedy Cellar. That would be pretty nice. We'll see what happens. I'll probably have to follow Dave Chappelle and Obama, but I'm excited anyway. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a break-even trip, Uh, but I never thought. It's not even like, what a dream come true to perform at the Comedy Cellar. I literally hadn't thought about it. I'm like, I'm not a New York guy. I don't live there. I'm never going to move there. It just wasn't even on my radar. But now that it is, I'm like, oh, fuck, great. I don't know how long I'm performing for. I don't know anything. Don't worry, I'll probably really overthink my set before I do it. But anyway, very exciting. Another reason I don't want, don't want to get COVID. Because if I did, I would have to fly to the Comedy Cellar and perform with COVID. So that's why I don't want to have COVID. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Middle East was fun. Uh, I came back tan, the opposite of well-rested, and uh, a lot more respect for our troops and their sacrifice. So, uh, for all my uh, military and ex-military listening, thank you for your service, and uh, I'm also going to say thank me for my service. I'm thanking myself. Thanks for listening, and God bless America. Don't flush the toilet paper. A safe word is a word you say during sex. Have you guys had sex? Not recently, but in general. Shit, when two people care about each other. Or they don't, not my biz. <laughs> Safe words, just the word you say during sex to let the other person know they have gone too far. Mine's Saudi Arabia. It's a little bit too far, it's too far. <laughs>